I'm so thankful to be able to welcome all of you to our time following worship today. And I am very pleased to be with our police chief, Mike Booker, the chief of police for Decatur, uh, and also our own Randall Hampton. Uh, both are today gonna to be sharing a little bit of their stories, and I'm so thankful that I can call both of them friends. Uh, Randall uh, is a, not only a friend, but also a colleague. Many of you know that Randall does a number of things here at, at First Baptist Decatur that we really rely on. Personally, I rely on Randall every week for wisdom and reflection, and uh, prior to COVID-19, Randall and I would sort of brainstorm on my sermon, and he would critique things and would help me with visuals, and so um, I fully expect to go back to that. Uh, Mike, I have just enjoyed so much our friendship and uh, working together with you on the Trust Initiative, which you're going to talk a little bit more about, and yeah. so appreciate all the things that that both you and Randall are doing in Decatur through our police department and just the community in general. So Absolutely. let's begin. Um, with with Randall, um, some people at First Baptist know a little bit about Randall's story. Everybody at First Baptist knows Randall, but uh, not everybody knows about Randall's background. Randall comes from the south side of Chicago, and Randall was uh, a member of the Black Panthers uh, for a time back in Chicago. And Randall, I want you to say a little bit about how that developed, why that was. Um, I, what was intriguing for me was one of the demonstrations last week that I was a part of. Uh, there were some Black Panthers involved, and I was very impressed with what they said. They talked about love and dignity, the importance of protecting one another, and uh, I think everybody in the crowd was very pleasantly surprised with the the level of, of compassion that they expressed. And so talk a little bit about your, your experience with Black Panthers and maybe also just kind of what is happening right now in the African-American community and how, how we as a broader society can help and move with this important time. Well, uh, thank you first for allowing me to be here and, and, and be here with Chief Booker. Uh, I, I joined the Black Panthers late 60s as a member of the Illinois chapter. And uh, mm -hmm. basically what it was about was as the ones you said Wednesday talked about, it was not out of hatred or anything, but it was out of love. It was out of love for our community, out of love for our city. Uh, we had a lot of negative things said about us, but we instituted a... Uh, lunch program for kids who were, you know, families were, as they say, food insufficient today. We had a medical thing where doctors would come in and provide free medical care, and we had a breakfast program. Uh, it got started, the Panthers did, from California, and it, it was about being able to protect yourselves when you're unlawfully uh, detained or harassed. Uh, you may remember when Huey... Uh, the rest of them went up to the Capitol in California armed and they came out with the Mulford Act. Uh, but it was never about violence. It was just about protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, a lot of the things that we did, I was proud of. I was proud of the fact that 
some of the things they told me when I joined. We do not drink. You do not do drugs. You respect everyone. Hmm. Uh, and it, it worked out pretty good for us. Now, we had some elements on the police department in Chicago who didn't like us. Uh, one, one morning, we went back to our office, which was on 51st and State Street. And they had broken in. All of our food was destroyed, thrown around. They had taken the cereal, ripped the boxes open, taken our beverages, milk, uh, everything, and poured it over it. And some of the uh, neighbors who lived across the street told us it was the police. They witnessed them going in after midnight. Hmm. So, uh, you know, the whole thing was one of those things. It's not something I talk about a lot today, but right. I, I do remember it. I have great memories. I was there when uh, Mark Clark, Fred Hampton were killed. In fact, it hadn't been long left a meeting at that home. And had I been maybe 30 minutes still there, I might have been part of that. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I did like back then was we had a lot of the officers in our neighborhood who controlled the neighborhood. They actually walked around, they knew us. Right. And this kind of leads me to get into where I met uh, Mike, rather Decatur, as he said about the better together thing uh, when I moved to Decatur, which was one of the best things in my life, to move down here. Uh, we had a better together meeting and I'm sitting at the table and, and I asked the gentleman, I said, uh, are you a former military? And he said, no, you know, I'm a cop. Okay. And this was uh, Mike Maddox at the time. And, and I said some things about cops that maybe weren't too pleasing. And we got to talking and he told me some interesting stuff. And, uh, we got to talking. I mean, we became good friends. At that time, uh, Jennifer Ross came by. I think she was Sergeant Ross at that time. Yep. And she took my name and invited me to come by. And as, as Mike says, uh, I, I went and I started listening to them. And one thing I, I will say is this, is, you know, we talk about uh, the protest today. And Decatur is the best the police department I know of in my lifetime. Yeah. A lot of the things that these people are talking about when they say defund the police or institute a different initiative, Decatur is already ahead of the game in that. Yeah. You know, uh, I went along with ride-alongs when I went through the program, and I was amazed at the number of Decatur residents who would wave and speak to Officer Jameson, who I rode with. They knew him by name, you know. Mm -hmm. This, I think, helps the community. Yeah. And uh, this is what we've got to do now. I'll say two things. Decatur's, I said, already ahead of the game. But in the community, especially in the black community, we have got to get rid of this mentality that we don't squeal. You know, uh, <laughs> if somebody does something, say something. Hmm. Uh, develop these relationships with the police. Don't Don't be afraid to talk to them and stop. They're human just like us. They get up, put their uniforms on, they go to work, they want to go home the same as you and I do when we come in here and work. So uh, it's a two-way street. We can't put all of this on the police. Yeah. And not yeah. just that, but we have got to be compassionate, as those Panthers said. It's, it's, it's about a love thing. Yeah. And yeah. 
If we do these things out of love, both sides, all sides, uh, we'll make this nation and eventually the world a, a lot better place. Yeah. Well, on that note, Randall, I, I appreciate it. Well. I feel like, uh, Mike, say a little bit. I, I think it's just, uh, for me, such a fun thing to see the relationships you develop in the community and the friendship that you and Randall have. Yes. And the, the efforts, because, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think the high level of tension right now that we see all across the country is sadly because clearly a lot of the police departments in other cities have not developed these personal relationships and the trust initiative that I want you to talk about a little bit for me, it was such a powerful and is such a powerful movement among a number of police departments around the country. And your role in that is pretty key. So say a little bit just about um, maybe responding to some of what Randall said, but also just some of the efforts that you're making now to, to really try to leverage the, the good feelings that Decatur has for our police. Well, I, I, I sincerely appreciate Randall uh, not just being here today, but being a friend to all of us at the police department. Um, you know, I, I've talked to him, to, to my wife about Randall in the past and, and things that he's done when he worked the front window and just how evolved. And, you know, even at, at the table that day, had Mike Abbott's been in a uniform Obviously, Randall would have known who he was, but I think once he realized who Mike was and the type of person that Mike was and found out that he worked for the police department, you know, it, it made him look at it a little differently than maybe had he had on a uniform right off right off the rip. Mm -hmm. but, but, but the bigger piece for me was when I talked to Mike about it was that Randall was, would ask things, you know, and we would say, we have that or we're doing that. And it opened my eyes to the fact that we've got to do better at putting out messages that we're doing, things that we're doing. You know, you, you try to teach humility and being humble and kind of moving on to the next task. But at the same time, if you don't allow people into your world to know what we're doing and that we offer these things, they may not feel as compelled to step towards us to become involved. So I think that helped me see even more so that we've got to do better on the social media piece, you know, to express to people the programs that we offer, the types of people that we, you know, that we hire, the expectations that we expect from folks that come work with us. So again, Randall was more to meet us halfway and got involved in, in all of our programs. And that has festered into what has become a true friendship for, for not only me as a person, but me as a police chief and for me as, you know, a, a, other folks around me to know Randall and for him to become involved in it. So the more times that you do that and you open yourself up to the willingness to learn from others and, and respect what each person is bringing to the table, things only grow from there. And I think that's the reason that Randall has gotten as close as he has with us. And we're as close to Randall as we are today. Yeah. The better job we can do that with people in our own community kids included you know that's why we have a junior police academy you know we're trying to get children to to know us as people you know go bowling and do things with us outside of police work so mm -hmm. that they understand that we are just people we're human beings like everyone else this is just a different job that we that we chose to do yeah. and and i've i've been with the city now this this september will be my 30th year and i've been the chief 
in my, I'm in my 15th year. I just started this month into my 15th year as a police chief, you know, and it is all about building relationships. It's about being transparent. You know, it's about holding yourself accountable to people, but there's so many times that, you know, things around us that out of our control can cause you to kind of get swept up along with that. And I think we still have to do a good job of promoting the city of Decatur police and looking at things that we can further improve upon as this nation goes forward, and particularly as a profession to try to figure out what else can we do and do better than we're doing it today. So yeah. we're open to that. And, and I think that's kind of where this trust initiative came in being was that we had been asked to participate. I think we're one of seven, seven departments in the, in the state of Georgia to come together from various regions of the state, from north and south and east and west and center, and things that we've gone through as a department, programs and things that we've implemented, and some of the successes that we have received based off of the programs that we have. And we're working together. We started on this last year. So it's been, it's been worked on for quite a while um, to establish more or less of a model possibly for other departments to follow not only in the state of Georgia, but nationwide. And yeah. right now we're applying for grants and we're doing things to help fund the program, but we were one of seven chosen in the state to participate in that. And that was when I had reached out to you in the faith-based community mm-hmm. to, to have various members of the city to understand what we're doing, the things that we're trying to work on as a profession as it pertains to building trust and spreading that message through various avenues. And, and clergy being one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the, how you and I became came friends. And you were more than willing to go with me and spend that whole weekend there. And uh, yeah. and I appreciated it. And that's what it's grown into is, is what we're able to do today because of that. Yeah. Well, and I was honored to be a part of that. And it really was transformative for me. I, I, I want to back up for a second, Mike, and say one of the things that I feel like is so valuable with your hiring policy for new police officers, the two the two things I've heard you consistently say you're looking for in an off, in an officer is compassion and empathy, and yes, I feel like that's such a huge thing for a, a police department to say we want to convey to our community that we truly care that we yes. not only are we human beings and we're going to make mistakes but we really care about the individual people that we're working with and yes. I think. People really are feeling that. But the trust initiative for me, I I think this whole idea of police chiefs standing before African-American communities and confessing to things that had been done was very powerful. And the the model, I I think um, several other police departments across the country are seeing profound impacts in their communities with the responses that, that people are having and, and the, the transformation that a police department confessing to its previous wrongs and yeah. having the victims, the victim's family, uh, begin to become allies in helping yes. them about reconciliation and new movements. So I, yes. I feel like um, I was so honored to be a part of that and I'm still honored to be uh, a, a part of the the movement, and so I, I just am so thankful for both of you and the way that both of you are bringing uh, a level of camaraderie and compassion to this community. 
And yeah. um, Mike, is there anything else you'd like to say, things that you feel like you want to really convey over this network that you feel like we need to hear as we move forward? No, I, I think you talked about some of it just a minute ago, David, when you, you talk about the, the compassion for people and empathy for people. Um, you know, and it's it's not it's truly not just a buzzword for us. It, it's not the, the the word of the moment. You know, it seems like a lot of people now talk about empathy, but we've been practicing that that practice for a very long time, mm-hmm. down to the point of I'd ask applicants, do they know what it means? And and I want to know that you can put yourself in other people's shoes. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we do that, the the more change for good that will come. And I think, it, it, and you don't necessarily have to agree with everything that that person is saying or doing, but if you could at least try to see it from their perspective and put yourself in their shoes and understand why people are upset about that or this or that or the other, if you were that person to truly put yourself there and say, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. And once each side says, I understand even though I may not totally agree, you're better than you were before you had that conversation. Yeah. And after that conversation, the growth can begin. The healing can begin because now I'm more open to listen to what you have to say because I can truly understand that if that had happened to me or my mm-hmm. son, I would have felt just like you did. And yeah. the sooner we can do that, the sooner that the healing can, can move on. And it is a vitally important practice that I think needs to needs to occur. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things that this time in our in the life of our community in our country, it, it feels like while it's it's a little bit um, I don't know, uncertain, scary, whatever kind of terminology you want to use, I do feel like there are these glimmers of hope. Um, I was telling Randall before we got on, uh, I've been involved in four demonstrations now over the last six days. Part of it was clergy involvement, Mike, that you and I had talked about. And part of it was just showing up because I I wanted to be supportive of the the cause. And the glimmers of hope that I feel are looking at the crowds, especially the one on Saturday or Sunday, Sunday afternoon last week, where it was a huge crowd. I mean, it probably was four or 5,000 people. And the crowd was probably 50% white. And it was a lot of white people holding up signs that said Black, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Being seriously listening to the hurts and the, the, the cries for justice and the, the stories of injustice that African-American folks have experienced for generations. And, uh, you know, seeing white people in tears and listening. And I, I feel like that's... We've been there before, kind of, but it feels like a moment where there's sort of a, a shift that's taking place that maybe we're moving in a, a direction that will truly be redemptive and reconciling. And I, I hope that's the case. I, I truly do. Yes. Randall? Yes, I, I would agree with you. I yeah. would agree with you. And I, again, I talk about what it is for understanding. And figuring that out and looking at it and saying, hey, there is some things we need to look at here. And that's why there's more people out there that uh, that are feeling the exact same thing. Yeah. Randall, sorry, 
we cut you off there for a second, but were you going to say something? No, I, I was agreeing with both of you, but I will say this, that uh, everybody that watches this, if you are not a member or you haven't liked the City of Decatur Police Department page on Facebook, go there. As Mike said, they offer a, a lot of programs for the community. And uh, if you don't live in Decatur, go there anyway. And maybe you can take some of the things they do to your police department and say, hey, let's institute this. I yep. mean, I, I visit it every day. And I'm always thrilled with the images and the things. As I say, you see there are people like us, D'Amico and Robinson over there with the kids and, 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 and images like that. And the members of the community taking lunch and stuff over to the police department. And uh, as Mike said, that empathy. And as citizens who are not police officers, put yourself in their shoes as well. Mm -hmm. You know, understand the job that they're doing. And you know, as you do this, you start saying, hey, we got more in common than we have differences. Yeah. Yes. That's a city well, of police department, Facebook. Go there and check it out. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. you know, and, and something too, Randall, is I think that if for folks that don't know me or don't know our relationship or your relationship with the police department, you know, there are, there is authenticity to this, right? This is not just made up, right? Mm. This is really how we feel yes. towards one another and, and your views of us and, and our welcoming of you as not only a, a person, but a veteran, you know, all of that is real. And I think that it's not made up and the things that we do are authentic too. And, uh, you know, you talk to people that they say things to say things, but they're not really who they say they are. You must be authentic with, with what you do. And, yes. and this to me truly is. And, uh, I so much appreciate you, Randall. Way more than you know, man. I appreciate yeah. you guys and enjoy working with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, this feels kind of like a love fest. We, I, I'm, well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got you two together today. Yeah, it, well, it's great. it is great. Well, listen, I I want to echo how much I appreciate both of you. How much I value both of your friendships, Randall. It is just truly a joy to work with you every day. And, and I appreciate so much what you bring to our church as well as our community. And Mike, it's just truly a joy to be a friend and colleague with you in this community. And I look forward to many good days together. And I just appreciate so much your sharing with us today and for all the gifts that you bring to us in Decatur. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And Randall, it's good to see you too, buddy. And you too, Mike. See all you right. Y'all be safe. All you right. too. Take care. Thank Blessings, you. everyone.